Hey guys, this is D. Williams again. Yep, that's right, it's me with this comics life. And on this exciting episode, episode what, 24, we're going to be talking about so many different things and so many new things. Yep, it's just me this week and I'm going to be bringing up another great open mic. It's going to be all about science fiction, 40 style. Also, we're going to be talking about how shitty phone insurances are and we talk all about why women profile perverts. All right here on this week's episode with myself and myself only. <laughs> Maybe. All right here on this comics life. Yep, let's check this out. Comics Life, the one and only podcast following me, D. Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, week by week in his open mic fame and stardom throughout the comedy scenes. I share with you my hits and misses with stand-up comedy, and I'm glad that you guys are tuning in this week because it's going to be some new material as well as a whole couple of new bits. I don't know. I've been writing some other stuff, and I've been writing a lot of uh, different things, so uh, hopefully... Hopefully I'll share some of it with you. Uh, obviously I've gone on stage and shared it a few times. Uh, it's definitely gone over eh, kind of all right. I think that the audiences are just not there. And when I mean they're not there, I'm not saying like, you know, mentally or whatever. I mean, they're physically not there. Like I have had some audiences that are literally the bartender and the other comic that's going up right after me. That's it. <laughs> I don't even know if the host is there half the time. <laughs> because yeah, you're you're definitely like it's a struggle, man. These open mics have been brutal, and uh, the times that I have gone up with uh, a few more people uh, than normal, you know, like maybe a baker's dozen worth of people, uh, it's gone over all right. But when it gets to those crowds, I, I've been tending to fall into my old material, and I don't want to show you guys old material week by week because that's what I think why a lot of people don't share their routines week by week is because it's the same routine week by week and it would get old. So you don't want to ruin the magic as a comedian. I've been noticing like so many A-list comedians have done this thing where they don't want anybody to see their act. They don't want to talk about their act. They don't say anything. They don't ever show it or reveal it unless it's on stage and they're getting $20 a head for that audience. (laughs) 
to hear that act. And that's the thing. I understand, you know, it's a commodity. You're creating this act, this routine, uh, you know, an hour's worth of material, and you don't want to share it prematurely. But that's what I've been doing, <laughs> which is weird because maybe it's counterintuitive for me to be uh, trying to become a successful comedian while simultaneously showing you my material, showing you how it sucked at the beginning, but also trying to show you maybe in a year or six months from now, you know, that it's actually worth something and that it's actually grown into this, you know, crazy, huge, funny bit. And I'm trying to show you that, you know, I'm not trying to show you the same bits every week, but trying to show you a variety of bits and a variety of like stages of those bits. You know, if you go to, uh, you know, back and listen to episode one, you're going to hear bits that are in episode, you know, six and seven that are the same bit. But, you know, in one and six and 15, you're going to hear the progression of those bits. And it's hopefully, you know, something that we and you can learn together because I'm listening to past episodes here and there and I'm thinking, wow, that was actually funny. You know, like, wow, I need to bring that joke back. Why am I having, why haven't I not been doing that joke more? And, you know, I try to bring back, you know, there's so much time in a set with these open mic sets. There's only, you know, five, seven minutes tops, usually maybe 10 minutes if you're lucky. But if you're like me, you're usually getting four or five minutes a set and, and, you know, you can't really get a lot of stuff out. You usually want to get like one, new stuff thing out you know one thing that you've been trying to get out trying to get something new out and then you have your go-to you know the thing that works that's at least gonna make people chuckle towards the end and uh you know usually that's what it's been so it's been trying to get new stuff as well as hone old stuff and i, I it's been a dirge <laughs> a fucking straight up dirge and you guys probably know if you guys are comedians as well that uh yeah writing and thinking of new material is tough especially when you know you've you kind of rest on your laurels i have these bits you know the domesticating alien bit and the uh you know transgender porno joke and and a couple of other few bits that i'm sure you guys have heard and those are working well but it's hard to not do those jokes and to branch out and go, hey, well, let me talk about this. I've never talked about this before. Hopefully you'll laugh. And most of the time, it's just been in the wrong audiences, I feel. I don't want to toot my own horn and say that these bits are really great right off the bat. But I think that they have a nugget of like funniness in them. They're just not getting the audience. And I just hope that I can someday find these audiences that are just a little bit better. Like I just want to find open mic stages, but just a little bit more popular open mics. <laughs> yep, these open mics, man. These, man, it's brutal. But hey, you got to have it this way. And that's the only way to get good. I've noticed that, uh, you know, every time I bomb on stage, a lot of my fellow comics will say, hey, man, you just need to work harder and try harder and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Ugh, man, I originally got into comedy because I never worked hard at anything. Like, that's my problem is that I've never worked hard at a job or the work, the jobs that I have worked at hard. They've either been with a company that's gone bankrupt four years in or they or, you know, with a company that ends up having, uh, you know, the manager embezzle money. So now you're, you know, out of a job. And it's like, man, I've picked the wrong horses to work hard in. <laughs> I should have been working hard at comedy like 10 years ago instead of trying to work at hard at comedy now. Like, oh, man, 
I like failed at everything. And that's really the reason why I got into comedy is because it's like almost like the last resort of like, well, I haven't done any success in any other thing. Why not try comedy? (laughs) Oh man. And I think that's not a lot of things with people. You know, I don't think people get into that where it's like, well, I failed at everything. Might as well get into rocket science (laughs) or, you know, I couldn't be a doctor. I couldn't be a lawyer. Well, might as well try to be an astronaut (laughs) or, or, or something like that. It's like, well, I wasn't a janitor and I, or I I ended up breaking the mop. I ended up uh, stepping into the toilets. Uh, yeah. I also, uh, you know, told the principal to fuck off, but, uh, after that uh, failure at being a janitor, I guess I should just go into cosmetology or into gynecology. <laughs> Something with an ology at the end of it because I am not a janitor. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine that, too? Like, how many, like, you know, uh, Goodwill Huntings are there where, like, you know, you're a janitor by day and you're a rocket scientist by night, and if you could just get that one chance, that one break of just, you know, come on, scientists, let me show you this new theorem of relativity, and they're like, oh, okay, fine, let the janitor speak, and then you show them how, like, you know, light can travel faster than light itself, and you're like, mind-blown fuckers and then you drop the chalk and then everybody just walks out and slowly claps like you know that little i want to be that one guy like that's my next goal in life i want to be a guy that starts a slow clap and not for like something stupid and something like superficial reason like this guy you know like a fourth grader got like a participation trophy or whatever no like fuck that that shouldn't get like a slow clap i'm talking about you know Giving somebody a slow clap, like, the moment they tell you that, like, they switched genders and now they're, like, a man. (laughs) That deserves a slow clap. Or, like, when somebody finally tells you, like, hey, man, I finally stopped talking to my stupid cousin who doesn't think that the world is round. I have finally given up and 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 said fuck off. I am blocking you on Facebook, you stupid dumbass. <laughs> that guy. Okay, if somebody said that, I'd be like, man, that deserves a slow clap. Slow clap central because like, yeah, I I'm tired of giving people like this admiration and a pat on the back for what? For being human? Like if you wake up and take a healthy bowel movement and then not kill somebody at the end of the day, like that doesn't deserve like this like, whoa, man, you are above average, bro. Like give it up for yourself. No, that's like the bare minimum of being a human, like not killing somebody and getting up in the morning. Oh, man, like. I'm tired of like somebody like that's the thing like people that are having depression or having all these ailments and having all these isms with themselves they are looking for that they are looking for somebody to just go wow you took a healthy bowel movement wow kudos to you man I need to not only give you a pat on the back but uh hey drop trowel let me suck your dick too because uh you got out of bed and you're a hero <laughs> Man, I would love that. I would love people to tell me that, like, oh, wow, you did, like, the bare minimum? Get on you, man. You are fucking way above average. (laughs) Nope. It's like, oh, you did the bare minimum? 
get in line, buddy, because uh, there's a thousand or <laughs> there's a million of people better than you that got up a lot earlier than you and are also a lot better looking. So uh, keep that in mind. <laughs> so what are you going to do about it, fool? Yep. That's what I've been thinking lately, lately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I've been uh, I've been writing. I've been trying to do a lot of things that I don't normally do because like I've been trying to write in different joke styles lately and, uh, you know, try to write jokes that aren't in my voice, but maybe they're they're my flavor. But, you know, it's a style of joke. You know, there's a lot of different jokes now that are, like, just becoming styles of jokes. Like, you know, with Roast Battle and all these different, you know, insults comics becoming way popular, there's a style of comedy coming out that's like that insult comedy, you know, where you can now bully people or you can now say jokes that are, you know, insults, but it has to be in a joking manner. It has to be like, you know, hey, you know, this person not only is this, but he's this and this and this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I should give you a better example since it's a podcast. So it should be more like, like, well, I guess if I was like, you know, roasting uh, Trump, I would say something like, uh, a lot of people say that Trump's a horrible loser that rapes women and that is the devil himself. And uh, they'd be right. <laughs> so, you know, it's like those types of things where you have to set up in a punchline. And, you know, I've been writing jokes for, uh, you know, monologues. You know, if I was a, a joke writer for The Tonight Show or for, you know, The uh, Late Late Show or something like that, like, what types of jokes would, you know... I think could get onto the show and you know maybe like since I've also like have nostalgia in my life I like to think that it'd be like you know Johnny Carson telling these jokes you know with Ed McMahon being in the background going ho ho hey and you know things like that like where it's like classic like setup punchline but it's from like a guy that can deliver it really well and it's just you know stupid topical stuff and i i have a few with me if you guys want to get into it they're real quick if uh it'll just take a little bit but if we can get into this right before i show you my open mic sets but uh yeah let's just go into a made up late show hosted by yours truly me take it away man Hey, oh, this is the Late, 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 Late Show, starring your host, Dee Williams. Hey, ha how you doing, Ed? Yeah, man, you hilarious, Ed. Ho oh, ho, after my wife left me, it gets tougher and tougher every day. Man, Ed, you hilarious. Let's get into it. A 93-year-old man who's been working at Wrigley Field for 70 years finally took a day off work, vowing that he wouldn't until the Cubs went to the World Series again. Unfortunately, he did not find someone to cover his shift and was promptly fired. <laughs> hey ho, guys here after filing for bankruptcy the restaurant chain soup plantation will be closing 900 restaurants while rebranding itself with a more modern racist name soup and crackers <laughs> hey yo oh hey i'm not going there <laughs> 
Ooh, man. Did you guys hear that uh, AT&T will stop offering new customers the ability to sign up for landline telephones by 2020? Telephones were asked for comment, saying... (laughs) Hey, Ed, hey, Ed. Did you hear that a Shakespeare professor in Vermont accidentally fell into an abandoned well last week? Ho, ho, no, I didn't hear about that. After being rescued, he stated, All's well that ends well. (laughs) hey (laughs) Oh, man, I got that one. (laughs) Because he fell down a well. (laughs) Yep, yep. Did you hear about the famous Pep Boys Automotive retailer? They're going to be changing their iconic mechanic mascots, Manny Moe and Jack, from male to females next year. Their new names will be Manny Moe and Jack. (laughs) Hey-o! Because they're like (laughs) ugly chicks, right? Five states are voting on legalizing marijuana this November, while all 50 states are voting on legalizing an insane narcissist into the presidency. (laughs) Yeah! Alright. A sequel to the holiday classic, It's a Wonderful Life, is in the works in Hollywood. The story will be centered around George Bailey trying to take down a giant Wells Fargo-type bank. The working title is, It's a Wonderful Life, resigning with $200 million and not going to jail. (laughs) A second grade Kansas school teacher recently held a competition for 34 students to redesign the American flag. The child who won drew an American flag with 48 stars, while the other 33 children were expelled and are awaiting trial for treason. Ho ho! Go America! And lastly, lastly guys, Donald Trump was told by reporters that a cat was still alive at age 33. Trump commented with, I would have grabbed that pussy 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's the monologue. Hey, stay tuned, guys. We're going to have Lorenzo Lamas' hairdresser, and we're going to get Jack Hanna's assistant holding a raccoon that can what? Juggle. All right here. Stay with us with the late, 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 late show with me, Williams. So then I says to him, kill him? What? That guy's not going to even make it after SNL. Man, you're fucking crazy. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> Didn't see you come in there. Oh, yeah, wait. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you for uh, listening to that little tidbit. Uh, wouldn't be, wouldn't that be a great show? Wouldn't I be a great host? Uh, duh. <laughs> Especially if I could do both parts, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, man, that telephone joke was a little, right? That was a little funny, right? Come on. That telephone joke. It's, I always love the audiovisual jokes. You know, the little cut-ins, the little, you know, they get outside the box. Anyway, guys, uh, let's get into uh, my open mic sets. And uh, I will say that this is a few different mics, uh, so it's going to be a little cut up here and there. But I'm going to try to get into a few bits uh, yeah, just some, some new observations of mine that I've uh, thought about. And uh, when we get back from playing this, I'll just talk way more about it. All right, let's get into it. Let's do this. Do you guys ever listen to, like, old-timey radio? Like, 
you know, like science fiction programs from like the 1940s. I always listen to that shit because it's like on podcasts now. And it's always awesome because like they would always talk about like futuristic things like going to Mars and things like that. But it would always be in the technology of the present day. Which is amazing because like I seriously listened to a, a one program last night and they went over this dialogue. Mr. President, there's an asteroid headed towards Earth. We only have four days left until it's obliterated. And then he seriously picked up a phone and went, Operator, get me the General of Mars. And that's what's amazing about technology and 1940s science fiction is that they could imagine generals on Mars, but you still had to call an operator to get to them. Like, that's awesome. Like... We have intergalactic space travel, but we still need an operator to connect us so we can talk to them. So great. There was another thing too where the spaceship that they were traveling in had a fucking periscope. Why would you need a fucking periscope in a spaceship? I don't know, but 40s technology sci-fi, they needed a periscope. No, I, I, I recently got a phone today, and that's the thing, like, I just wanted to get an upgrade. Like, the phone was still working, everything was cool, but I was just like, all right, it's been like two and a half years, let's get a new phone. And I went in, and I was like, all right, let's turn it in. You know, let me get whatever it's worth and put it towards the new phone. And they're like, oh, what? Like, this little, like, little, little white dot, it turned pink. And if it turns pink, you're fucked, bro. Because when it turns pink, that means water has gotten into that phone, and we're not gonna we're not gonna like cover that phone because the one thing that's gonna be the biggest thing that ever turns your phone into shit, we're not gonna cover. Can you imagine like if every insurance company worked that same way, like? The one thing that's going to make your phone not work, we're not going to cover it. That's like the same thing as like, if you get in an accident, if it's your fault, we're not going to cover it. If you actually pay us premiums for fucking two years straight and then get into an accident, we're not going to cover it. Oh, but if you actually had like, you know, a bear take over your car and you ended up being in the back seat and it drove for three miles and then got into an accident, we're going to cover that. <laughs> because it's a bear taking over your car and then, you know, getting into an accident. And then you think to yourself, well, how many times has that happened? Well, never. What if you kidnap the bear? Never. It's never happened. And you're like, well, why are you covering that never? Because it never happens. That's why we're covering it. The one thing that happens... Nine times out of ten, we're not going to cover that shit. You ever, you ever talk to a girl and she starts to, like, adjust her shirt? Oh, yeah, that's because they And she just, shirt. like, starts, like, messing with her jugglies. And you're like, bitch, I was just asking you if I can have ten dollars of gas. And you're, like, thinking that I'm, like, looking at your titties. Like, I ain't looking at them. But now that you're, like, messing with your shirt, 
I'm now looking at him. Like, you've now caused me to be a pervert just because you thought I was a pervert. Like, you've almost, like, created, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's the same thing, like, you ever notice, like, when you're, like, walking behind a chick and she'll just, like, adjust your, like, pants? She'll just, like, kind of ride that shit up and you're like, I wasn't looking at your ass. But now that you're, like, grabbing your butt, I'm now looking at your ass. Like, you've... You thought I was doing something seedious, but in, like, anticipation of that seediness, you've now made me become seedy. It's fucking stupid. And I hate that that happens, like, when you're also with your girlfriend. You're like... I'm already with a chick. Like, why do you think I'm just now attracted to that ass? I mean, it is a nice ass. Let's just be honest. It is nice. But I just don't like to be called out a pervert, like, before I was, like, a pervert. Like, if I looked at it and then you, like, adjusted the ass, like, okay, I can do that. But you do it beforehand, and I don't like that. Alright, wasn't that a great set, guys? Yeah, it was definitely me doing some mics in front of nobody. And when I say nobody, I mean one drunk idiot. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm going to go out a little order. But, uh, yeah, that last bit with the... uh, when I was talking about the girls and adjusting their shirts when, uh, you know, you're not even looking at their titties or their ass crack or whatever, and they start adjusting themselves just to make sure that you don't see anything that you weren't supposed to see, and you're like, okay, God, I I wasn't looking at it in the first place, but now that you think that I am looking at it, now I'm going to look at it because, of course, you're fucking messing with it. <laughs> it's like a shiny object. Like you're not going to shine that object in somebody's face and then make them not look at it. <laughs> They're going to look at it. It's shiny. It's fucking man. You know, it's fucking titties anyway. But here's one thing that I hate about like, yeah, small clubs is that it's like just three or four drunk assholes and you're trying to make them laugh. But in the end, they're just, you know, drunk and they just yell out things as soon as they kind of hear it four seconds later. So it's like, you know, you just mentioned the word titties and they're like, "Ah, I heard some titties. But that's the thing. Like, you just got to go with it, even though, like, they're just going and mumbling and doing their own thing. And I'm I'm just trying to do my bit. But that's the thing. It's just, <laughs> it's just, I'm trying to go, get out some material and they're, like, stepping all over the jokes. And, and, you know, I get it. They're drunk. They're having a good time. We're only just two or three people in the audience anyway. And we're pretty much having a conversation with me holding a mic in it. <laughs> And uh, I think that's what a lot of these open mics are is like, you know, it's it's one drunk asshole and then there's two other open mic comics and then myself and then the bartender that's dreading her life. And every moment that's going on is just one minute that she's thinking to herself, why did I make those bad choices in, in high school? Why didn't I study? Why didn't I like actually do 
something with myself instead of look hot and then have a 21-year-old fucking drive me in a fucking Camaro all around town and then pick up like some Dairy Queen and then I'll suck his dick and then end up wasting my life away. (laughs) I'm not trying to say that that's happened to this woman. I don't know her story. I don't know the bartender's story, but I don't know. When you end up in a dive bar, I don't think you like, you know, said to yourself one day, you know what? I'm going to be a bartender at a dive bar. That's my new goal in life. But here's the thing. I'm doing open mic comedy at a dive bar. So who's the joke really on? At least she's getting paid by my drunk ass and I'm actually spending money to do what I hope to do you know, dream wise. (laughs) So who's really living the dream? Me being the drunk asshole that's trying to tell jokes or her being the drunk asshole that's serving drinks. (laughs) Anyway, but that's the thing. I will admit, like, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been, you know, just minding my own business. And yeah, there's a hot chick, you know, maybe uh, 10 or 15 paces ahead of me and she will not stop touching her ass and making sure that her butt crack and her ass is situated in her pants. And it's like, lady, if you're messing with your ass that much, then you're wearing the wrong pants. Put your butt in some pants that fit, and then you won't have to worry about us men that's behind you 10 paces looking at it. Because here's the thing, lady, you're going to be having guys look at it because it's a nice ass. I'm just sorry. I'm just sorry to say it's that's what happens. Just learn to love it because we're not actually grabbing it and making it like our own, you know, Donald Trump type of scenario. But it's like, you know, we're just noticing it, glancing and then going, okay, I'm going about my day now. I understand. It's it's so weird probably being a chick and probably being an attractive chick that has, you know, certain assets because, you know, you want certain people to see those assets, but you don't want everybody to see those assets. It's hard to pick and choose when you can't tell who and not who to looking at the sweet, sweet ass and the sweet, sweet titties. That's the thing. If you didn't want me to look, then don't touch your stuff. Don't draw attention to it. Just act like it's just not even around. Or here's the thing. Go Muslim. Go just wear a parka so then you don't have to worry about anybody looking at the jubblies. You can just say, you know what? I'm just going to have my eyes showing and that's it. Because <laughs> I'm so self-conscious that somebody might look at my butt crack for a second on the subway. <laughs> anyway, I might be overthinking these things. I usually do because I'm a fucking comic. But that's the thing. I find it weird And I find that it always happens when I'm not looking, but every time when I am looking, they don't seem to notice (laughs) or adjust. Anyway, let's move on to the 40s sci-fi humor. Yep, I'm topical, talking about 40s radio. Who else is thinking or talking about this? Probably nobody, but that's why I bring it up because it's something that I listen to i talk about or i think about obviously a lot of people maybe that listen to old time radio have thought about this as well but that's what's weird about old time radio is that there are fucking hacks they're fucking like people that are in network tv right now where they're just fucking resting on their laurels and saying oh we're just gonna put out schlock and people are just gonna listen to it because that's the only thing around and that's the only three channels is one of us and two other shitty shows yep okay well then we're gonna just put out shit as well and that's the thing 
every other genre has like, you know, some good and bad, you know, there's comedy, there's dramas, and there's also, you know, like horror and thrillers, and those are okay, like the serials and whatnot, but I'm talking about the sci-fi. The sci-fi is where it's fucking most hackiest, and here's why. They don't think about any other technology except let's just get there and then just who gives a shit about how or why or whatever the technology is. It's just like, oh, we're just going to use the same technology except we're going to be on the moon. Oh, we're not going to think about outside just one little like creative box. It's just like one little offshoot of like, well, what if we just had a telephone that didn't need an operator? Whoa, let's think about that for a second. Wouldn't that be cool if the future had somebody that you could just direct dial? And then like one producer's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not paid to think like that. What are you, a communist? <laughs> like, dot, stop shit. Stop. Like, we're getting to Mars, but we're not worried about how we get to Mars. Let's just write that we're at Mars. And how do we call Mars? Oh, we don't care about that. Let's just use the same shit that we always had, and that's a fucking telephone that uses an operator. <laughs> Maybe there's a party line on, like, the Mars. You know, there's, like, a alien as well as, like, you know, two <laughs> a black guy and a white guy all like you know conversing on one line it's like bleep blarp bleep what the hell did you call me uh uh, I didn't call you anything. Uh, yeah, you did. That's a <laughs> no. I think there's an alien on the other line. <laughs> oh yeah, you better. Yeah, yeah. Blame it on the alien. Mm-hmm. As long as you didn't call me the n-word. <laughs> I called you a bleep blorp. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but that's just what's. It's so funny. Is that's the thing too? Is that the spaceships itself? It was like fucking like not a spaceship. It's like we haven't been to space, so let's not write about things that we don't know let's write about things we do know and just put it in space like fucking submarines oh we know how to build submarines and we know what those are so let's just put a submarine in space and then just have it be you know the exact same thing just in space <laughs> like do you think to yourself like oh yeah if we had a spaceship we should probably have a periscope no that would be the first thing we didn't put on the spaceship. But in the 40s, space sci-fi, of course we put that on because we're not writing about a spaceship. We're writing about a fucking submarine. And a submarine would have a periscope. So, of course, we're going to have it on the spaceship. <laughs> and, of course, you use the periscope to find the asteroid because how else are you going to find an asteroid in space without a periscope? It's, it just makes sense. <laughs> and here's the one thing that they did get right is they fucking came up with this story way before Michael Bay did and way before Armageddon was around because this 40 style uh, episode, I forget what it was from. It might've been from dimension X or fucking, uh, uh, ready space one or whatever. It's like one of those space shows that wasn't around for a long time, but here's the thing. Michael Bay fucking stole this story and this story was exact remake of Armageddon. It was the whole thing. It was like, okay, we have this like asteroid headed for Earth, and what are we going to do? We're going to have some spacemen coming from Mars, intercept the asteroid, and blow it up <laughs> before it gets to Earth. And that's the thing. This story was already around way before Armageddon. And Armageddon fucking slapped on an Aerosmith cover of some bullshit and then put 
Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis involved. And suddenly it was like, what? This is a whole new story. And you're like, what? I think this was actually from the 40s. And they're like, Shh, shut the fuck up. Get out of here, dude. Like, we're remaking this thing. We got Aerosmith already on. So this is happening. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully somebody got paid. And hopefully it's probably somebody's grandkids because it's not somebody that's alive. But uh, yeah, it's just, oh, man. What a bunch of hacks. I wish we could do that same thing now where I could write some science fiction bullshit and then just be like, oh, yeah, and then they texted Mars. Or, oh, yeah, and they Snapchatted a uh, uh, alien. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, it doesn't have to worry about, like, what? Why would Snapchat be in the future? Just shut the fuck up. It's in the future. Let's just call it, you know, space chat or whatever and call it a day. <laughs> Hey man, Space Chat, that sounds like a cool app. I would totally download that. Let's let's make that happen, nerds. Come on. I will be the first investor on Space Chat, which is an app to talk to aliens with emojis and bleep warps. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into the last little bit, and the last bit was phone insurances and how shitty that shit is. And this is a real story, and obviously you guys can probably relate to this because insurance is just bullshit to begin with. We're gonna pay this this thing that hopefully never happens, but if it fucking does happen, it's going to help our ass. But here's the thing. Every insurance company is not trying to save your ass. They're trying to just take your money and then find out a fucking way to not help you when you need it. The one time when they're going to say, oh, that's when you need our help? Well, we're not going to fucking give it because of this stupid goddamn technicality. Like a fucking little piece of paper that's going to get moist and turn pink whenever you take it into the world. As soon as you step out of the T-Mobile store, that shit is turning pink. Why? Because you're just in the atmosphere. You're in the world, and that's going to turn pink no matter what. They say it's because you're going to drop it into fucking water, but if you don't drop it in water and you just have it near water, like 50 yards away from water, suddenly it turns pink too. I don't know why, but here's why. Because it's fucking a conspiracy, and I'm telling you, if they're going to like have something turn pink and then suddenly void a warranty, well, then God help them if it doesn't turn pink, or God help the goddamn stockholders if it doesn't turn pink. Because if it doesn't turn pink and they're returning a bunch of phones that actually are going to get covered by insurance, then that insurance company is going out of business or that phone company is going out of business. But that's the thing. I hate where they co they ask you, do you want this coverage? Or in fact, you need this coverage. We're not going to give you this phone without this coverage. And here's what's going to happen. We're not going to cover you when you fucking need it. Oh, man. And here's the thing. Like, I try to bring it up in the car realms, and maybe it works, and I just hope that this works in a in a, in an audience that actually is around and is present. But it's like trying to talk to people that are just at the lowest point in their life, and you're like, hey, let's try to make you laugh about something that's, like, kind of infuriating about insurance. Isn't that funny? I'm just... I, I, I don't even care if people... Let's, like, if I could get people riled up to be like, yeah, fuck those guys, let's go get them! And we, like, fucking went and down and, like, burned down a T-Mobile store, at least I'd be like, well, I got through them, like, somehow. Like, maybe I didn't make them laugh, but at least they burned down the T-Mobile store. <laughs> But here's the thing, like, even if 
I tried to bring it with the the car thing where like, yeah, okay, they're not going to cover you. Like, but even then, like at least car insurance will cover you if you are in an accident. Like, yeah, you might get a point on your license and you might get, you know, eventually your license taken away if you get enough stupid accidents, but at least like your coverage is still there. Like, yeah, it might be your fault, but at least you're going to pay your deductible and it's going to be that. But they're not going to say like, oh, you got in an accident? Well, we're not covering that. Oh, but if you had a bear take over your car and have a little joyride with a little Fez hat and he went into a like, you know, a, a Burger King drive through and then didn't pay and then took you on like, you know, some bigger joyride where you ended up, you know, smell like smoking crack with them and picking up hookers and shit. And then he like hit a cop car actually like running through a stop sign. Like maybe that's when they're going to like go, oh yeah, you're covered in that. Like if that all happened, like you'd be covered. But uh, yeah, if you just like end up actually like slipping through a, like a intersection because your car is too like, you know, old and you have bald tires and you actually just needed to, you know, not be driving in the rain, <laughs> that's when you're not going to be covered. And uh, yeah, I've had a lot of experiences with that. Maybe not with the bears, but with insurance companies and going over the phone, why I'm not covered and why I'm always told this after the fact. I'm always told you're not covered after I'm already fucked, after I've already gotten in a wreck, or after I've already dropped my phone in a non-existent water pool. That's when I'm told, oh yeah, you're not covered. And they always say, yeah, the fucking fine print. Who fucking reads that fine print? If it wasn't so fine, maybe I'd fucking read it. Just, I, I want the next bill in Congress to be, we're now making all the fine print at least 12 font. That's our new goal in life is we're making no more fine print, no more fine print, and no more sentences that could take fucking words to say. We're not going to have a paragraph that could be dumbed down into a sentence because now we're going to have that sentence be the prime existence of what that contract is, and it's going to be in 12 font. God damn it. Let's do this, people. Let's get on the bandwagon and let's fucking make the fine print legible and let's make it happen. All right, guys, I don't know how that get into a little political rant, but fuck fine print and fuck everybody that's trying to make money by just taking it from me. Anyway, <laughs> all right, I don't know how funny that was, but uh, hopefully some people laughed and maybe, I don't know, it's going to make you want to burn down a T-Mobile store. So if that happens, uh, don't tell me anything incriminating and I don't want to know, but uh, good on you. And uh, I will definitely uh, tip my cap to you silently. But, uh, yeah, don't tell me anything about it. <laughs> anyway, guys, let's uh, wrap this shit up before we get any further. All right, everybody. Thank you once again for tuning in to This Comics Live with your host, me, Lee Williams, a.k.a. Daryl Williams, a.k.a. Dumbass, a.k.a. Guy that has a lot of problems with T-Mobile, a.k.a. Guy who dreams about being a late-night host someday, or at least a writer, or at least the janitor that works at NBC. 
All right, guys. Tune in next week for a whole lot more. I'm going to be talking with a lot more comics. A lot more people are going to be interviewed by me. A lot more craziness is going to be around. I'm going to be doing a lot more open mics, of course. And I'm going to be also around the L.A. and O.C. area. So if you guys want to definitely check me out and go with me to another open mic, hit me up on the social media. You can go to thiscomicslivepod at gmail.com. Or you could just go to List Comics Live on Facebook or Instagram. Or you can hit me up at The D Stories on Twitter. Any of those things will get you to me. So if you guys like what I'm doing, or if you don't, or if you just want to tell me, uh, yeah, that shit was hacky, never be a night night host. <laughs> do it. Just do it. I'd love to hear you guys uh, one way or the other. Or please definitely leave a review on any of the... Uh, podcast platforms itunes google play music stitcher wherever you get podcasts please guys also subscribe and tell a friend and tell a million people just tell enemies tell people that you don't even know just go hey have you heard of this comic's life oh you haven't well fucking check that out and then punch them in the face but don't punch them in the face really just punch them in the face in the sense of telling them about a great podcast which is mine called this comic's life all right guys <laughs> I am really tired and awesome at the same time and I'm glad you guys are listening and please if you haven't listened to other episodes go back and listen to just straight from the first episode and just tell me how much I progressed or tell me I need to fucking stop doing this thing I just want to hear people but I have people downloading it is getting a following I am doing better than I've done every month so far so every month it gets bigger and it's all thanks to you guys but yes many things and i am bowing and definitely doing awesome blowjob motions right now because it's all you guys you guys are the reason i do this and thank you once again and i will definitely have another episode next monday all right guys take it easy and peace 